All right. Hey. How are we going? Good. Very good. We've Welcome. got our secret guest here. It's not a secret. It's a secret stew. Who's the secret to? Well, all of them. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Surprise. Hi. <laughs> this is Mr. Bass. We have the Bass Man, Bassy, oh. from Between You and Me. That's me. And Buckos, Bukowski. And Bukowski. That's true. How are you? Um, I feel great. I feel great right now. Yeah? Yeah. Got a bit of a buzz on. Had a couple of beers before Haven't we started Haven't eaten, had a beer. Feel great. Feeling good. Nice, nice, nice. So if you uh, don't know this man, that's unfortunate for you. Um, he's All a legend. Fortunate. He's one of my best mates. I love Yay. him. Yeah. Well, um, tell, us a, tell us a bit about yourself. I am a person. That's true. That, nice. That is, that is true. Knows you. Yeah, <laughs> we've, been, we've we've discussed that part. <laughs> I just people like it when you reiterate the points so they remember it. Um, um, I play in between you and me and Bukowski, and I love it. And I yeah, that's not my whole life. I I like eating food and drinking beers and uh, watching TV shows. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. So we met ages ago. We met in twenty ten. 2010 it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. When um, you joined the band that I was in with Travi called The Spin Set. Great band. Yeah, one of your posters in the hallway right here. Yeah. There's a, a few memorabilia pieces up around the place. That's where it all started. You've got to pay homage. That's where it all began. It's exactly. Roots. Yeah. Don't forget your roots. That's right. Um, yeah, so fucking I've known you for, what, nearly 10 years now. Yeah. It's been good. 10 good years. Yeah, yeah. Ten but I guess great um, years, you could say, and I think we're probably similar. I think Bassman, if we yeah. were to count back our years, actually, we probably wouldn't have met that long after. We, yeah. we would have we met played at a gig our first together, show, Revs. Yeah, Revs. But you would have come to the first show I played at what the was Prague? that? No, he came to the Creatures EP launch with Zal. When the, oh, remember they stole the slab of the curtain. They I came to another show though. Slab the stole of uh, Red Bull. Slab the stole. Slab the stole. <laughs> and then and then we swapped we swapped that slab of Red Bull for something else later in the night. Did you? Yeah, we went. Where? To, well, we kept got we kept drinking after it. Yeah. We went out somewhere and we had swapped those Red Bulls for something else. This story gets funnier. We should get Zelda <laughs> to finish this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember you stealing that. I was just having so much fun. I've got that audio of that. Um, Audio of that gig. I did have that too, yeah. I've got audio of that gig. And pretty much at the end of every song, you just hear, Mudzol! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, anyway, anyway, we do have a somewhat of a topic to chat about today. Yeah. Um, touring. Yeah. Touring. I think we like maybe we just discuss kind of, you know, if you have never been on tour, kind of our experiences, we've all been touring. You've toured mm. internationally, we've toured nationally. Um, just got back some, from some pretty fucking sick shows as well, which we're going to talk ew, about. That was fun. That's why he's got a cheeky smile on his face. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. So um, I guess like, I don't know, you know, there's so, there's so many things about touring that kind of play into your life. I guess you, you kind of have to organize your life around touring if you're a musician yeah. a lot of the time. And we've uh, like... You know, we've we've been through things that we've had to sacrifice heaps of shit, you know. Like tour is an amazing time. It's also a really fucking tiring time. Mm. It can be stressful if if you're not organized, if the gigs aren't that good. It's hugely stressful. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's definitely it's the sort of thing some people fucking love that love yeah. that mayhem, that thrive under, on it. they thrive mm. it. And for some people it's just like for them they have to get through it. They're I feel like, like fuck. It it, it uh, makes known to you how much you want to do music. It's a good. Like point. your first tour, or you're like just knowing you have to go away for shows and maybe miss work or something like that. Yeah, miss people. It puts it in perspective for you. Like, do I can I get through this? Like, if I, if this takes off and you're away for a month or two or three or fucking six. Yeah. Yeah. Can I yeah. last? Full <laughs> on. Down for oh, it. it makes or breaks a human. Yeah, and it, it makes or breaks a musician. It makes or breaks a band. Like, yeah. like on a personal level, if you like, we've said if you have to sacrifice heaps of things, you know, it shows where your priorities are. You know, if if you have good relationships with the people in your life and they understand what you want to do for a living, then 
it mm. can work out okay. For sure. for sure. But it still takes a toll. Like Yeah, no it's still doubt. gonna be annoying. You're still gonna miss those people even though you they support you and you support them and Totally. Like they're gonna miss you and it's known. Yep. It's still gonna be hard, but Yeah. And yeah, keeping up the communication is key, like yeah. remembering to <laughs> touch in to touch, touch base. base. Don't, don't <laughs> go five days without at least sending a text message. <laughs> yeah. See, that's I've, it. I think I've done that before. See, that's like, like, why are you angry? <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that route. To me, it's like, cool. If as soon as we go or as soon as you get in the plane, as soon as you leave, it's like, work. cool. I'm just, I'm, whoever's At not work. here. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. I find if I get a spare moment or something, I'll touch base with you. If I don't, no news is good news. <laughs> if you don't, if like, yeah. you'll, I'll be, when I'm back, you'll see me. Yeah. I'd say you're in the minority. Let me save though. the story so when I get back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you're probably in the minority yeah. in that regard. Like It depends. Yeah. I feel like if well, I was single, it would be different. Depend. Yeah. Maybe mum. That's a big one. Every couple of days, maybe yeah. every week Just or so. Just check in. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like being on a holiday, but it's not at the same time. For me, yeah, very yeah. much. It's like a work holiday. Yeah, it is. It, yep. it never feels like work. Does, no, it doesn't. The only time like it, it it's ever you're doing might something that you love. is if you bring it upon yourself and you get really fucked up one night and the next day is absolute hell and you're just but like, even I don't still, want to do you, this. <laughs> I just want to be in bed watching Netflix and eating pizza. Nah, but. see, because then you've got the, everyone by, everyone next to you. You're going to get fucked up in the morning when you wake up. Like, <laughs> it's just inevitable. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's true. You can just have another beer because they're free and then just keep going. You just keep <laughs> yeah. going. Like, we were in the van going from... Um, Launceston to Brobart down in Tassie for a tour. And like great place to tour. Great Amazing. Tassie. Beautiful scenery. Oh, great beer. Great cruise. Great well, we had cruiser Saturday the in the are van. Interesting, man. Like this. They're, so they so They're a different breed. They are so different breed. But they it's like everyone knows each other. Absolutely everyone. Even or if, if they don't, they know of someone of, who of, might yeah, know. whose yeah. cousins yeah, yeah was there. And that's cool, but it's also kind of funny because some of them hate each other, but they still hang out together. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I've only like done it once, but I've noticed like they're like, yeah, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> it's like in the same place. Funny as anyway. Yeah, mm. go on. But so we were yeah going to a Brobart, and we had Cruiser Saturday. So we had like eight or nine fucking lads with this. Um, Zul being the father of the fucking band and tour that he was. <laughs> he had to drive. And so uh -huh. and we'd bring stupid shit like a fucking TV screen and a PlayStation 2. Like we had a power adapter that could run off the cigarette lighter. So yeah. we're in the back and we're just perfect. playing PS2, playing Tony Hawk's, like smashing cruisers, just getting fucking <laughs> annihilated. We're stopping off. We stop off at this it's town. It's the best for the driver when everyone's When driving. everyone else <laughs> is partying. From like they really the, appreciate that. From yeah. literally like lobby check at 9 a.m. till when you arrive <laughs> in the next city, you're coming. Constantly drinking. <laughs> uh, and then we, we stopped off at this town to get like a fucking, we're like, well, we'll get a pub lunch. We'll get something to eat. Stupid mistake. So there's now like nine of us in this small little quaint Tasmanian countryside village. And there's a church there. And so Clacker, as people know here, Clacker being Clacker when he's 12 cruises deep, goes for an adventure. The church is open. Yeah. Oh, So he walks into this church and there's a whole group of us and we're like, He's gonna get. He's gonna walk back out any minute. Like, there's gonna be a priest in there, and like, if he doesn't burst into flames when he works through the doors, <laughs> like, he's gonna get asked to leave shortly after. Yeah. Like, two minutes go by, still doesn't come out. Five, ten minutes go by, and he's still in there. We're like, what is going we on? We sparked up a conversation. <laughs> We've devoted his life. So to we're like, didn't didn't so we're to, like, um, okay, well, we've got to. <laughs> just in the confessional booth. Yes. <laughs> just the last it's like, night. Like, I've oh, got a lot to tell you. Father, I've seen. I've had twelve cruises today. Today. <laughs> and then, oh, so we're like, "Fuck, we got to investigate." We go in, and it's just empty. So the whole church is there, completely unattended. Clacker is playing the fucking organ. Oh. Like you look around, there's dudes like <laughs> running across pews. People are up on like the stairs. Like it was fucking mayhem. <laughs> like some wow. of the pictures from this thing are the funniest. <laughs> Every, everyone's like, we went on tour and destroyed a hotel room. You guys are like, we destroyed a fucking church. <laughs> and it was, oh my it was God. honestly probably one of the funniest slash like Politically not <laughs> correct things to do, yeah. but my god, it was it oh, was funny. So good. But oh, anyway, man. I want to hear some more about your stories. Our stories. My so, first of all, where did you just get back from? Tell us a bit about the shows. How many you played? Where were they? We 
just got between you and me just got back from UK and a few shows in Europe. We played two shows in Germany, one show in France, and then five shows, six shows in the UK, I think. Two of them being Slam Dunk, which is like a for, sick for the festival. pop punk community. Yeah, it's one, like probably the equivalent in the show would be Soundwave. I feel like there isn't, an but if, it's even more focused like, though. Yeah, that's uh, like, it's very honed in on like the heaviest bands were like Architects Knock on Loose. It? It? No, Knock Loose was probably I feel like they were the heaviest. They're fucking heavy. Kubla Khan mm. and Cage Existence, like a bunch of like heavy, like hardcore bands, and then. Um, but primarily like like newfound glory. Bullet for my Valentine play. Oh uh, well. uh, yeah, that's yeah. A, and the the thing that struck me about that lineup was like the kind of length of it. Like it's literally every fucking band who's been big from like 10, 15 years ago till now. Yeah, all yeah. on one fucking that, lineup. We saw the lineup. It was like my whole iPod from when I was fucking eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. We got invited really late into the piece. Like it was announced last year, I think late last year. And then we got an, like asked like a, like four months out. We were like, fuck yes. That's <laughs> so all the bands festival. have been announced. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that is like every band. I know every band on that list is on my Spotify playlist. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like I've oh, they've heard be, every yeah. band. Like, it, was great, it was a great time. Um, but the tour was insane. Like playing the first time I've ever played in a non-English speaking country mm, was awesome. That would be played so Germany shit. And, and France. And um, Germany, they spoke a lot more English than in France. But in France, I was telling Stu before, a lot of our live show is us talking shit on stage and in France we're like will they understand us like what are we going to say so like we're touring with like a French Canadian band like just teach us some shit like and then they, they taught us all this stuff and we don't didn't remember any of it we got on stage all we could remember was hi my name is or like my name is Jean Mappel yeah Jean Mappel that's all we remember Jean Mappel Le Table <laughs> all, remember, all, yes. we, all we remembered was Jean Mappel so the, between songs all we would say was my name is Beer. <laughs> my name is we. In, Jake introduced us as my name is between you and me. <laughs> like and, and like it went off. Like they liked it. They laughed. So it ended up being a good show. But like we were so worried because just, not really worried, but like what what's going to happen? It could yeah, just bomb. Yeah, yeah, we could just play the songs and it'd be cool. And everyone's like, could, why the fuck do they keep yeah. introducing themselves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was fun. Like uh, yeah, English speaking country. Um, Slam Dunk was wild. Like. Crazy experience. The night, the two nights before we played London, we headlined in London. And that was insane. Like we played there once before. Um, so we like maybe a few people come out. <laughs> the room was pretty packed. People were going what off. Was the people capacity? were stage diving. I think it was like 300 cap. It was yeah. close to capacity. It feels like, felt like it anyway. It felt like it was sold out. Like the crowd was that receptive. Like people were stage. We like just stage dive and then people just didn't stop stage diving. <laughs> I stage dived while playing. That's Jake sick. stage dives as normal. Like people fucking, it was wild. Yeah. And then Slam Dunk was insane. That yeah. was just a dream. Like setting up, it was cool. There was like a few people at the stage were like. Walk us through that from like start. So for like people who are kind of coming up or playing in a band or who haven't toured and played big festivals, yeah. what's it like from like start rocking up, getting your passes, to like the sound check, how does it roll on a fucking big level like that? All right. Um, so we pulled in the first day, we pulled in like 10 a.m. And you could roll in from like 7, but we pulled in about 10. Um, got our passes at the gate. And then we went and found a park. Just driving in, you just see like people that you shouldn't be associated <laughs> with because you've only seen them through the TV. Do yeah. video clips. So we saw like Pierre from Simple Plan and then Jake's like, that's Simple Plan singer. And I was like, shut up. there's like catering is insane like normally you get like you play a show you get like three drink tickets and we get like three meals a day um sitting down had breakfast and i'm just eating breakfast and i look up and i see this pink hair and i just look back down and i'm just like that's fat mike (laughs) like we're not supposed to be like anyway we get through that um we get told our call time to the stage julia get called like an hour before you play to just be ready and then no sound check just line check uh just line check so what happens is there's a band the band goes on that's before you there's two stages um so they're playing the left stage and ah, you play okay, the sweet. right stage so just like there's like a minute changeover and then the next band starts playing so while they're playing we're setting up line checking then we go back like when everything's done we're ready do all that checks then we just hang out backstage pretty much until like a minute before we play so yeah we went out 
there's maybe like a hundred people, not even a hundred people, maybe like fifty people, just like hanging around. Watch like there's heaps of people watching the other band, but there's a few people like wanting to get barrier, which was sick. Like people wanted to be close. Yeah. Um, and I was like, cool. There's gonna be maybe I was like maybe a hundred people. That'd be sick. That'd be ideal. Come at, play a festival in the UK. Hundred people watching. You. Good. Good. Good result. Yeah. Good yep. result. Yeah. Go back and I'm like, I don't want to see. Like, if more people come, you'd be sick. If it's the same amount, that's fine. Like, I don't want to see what's happening. So we're just there drinking beers. Stage manager comes up. He goes, guys, ready? You need anything? We're like, no, fine. He's like, we're going in 10. I'm like, cool. And we're just hanging out. Go time comes. Like, he's like, you ready? Jamie plays the intro track. We run out and there's like 700 people. And I was just like, what the fuck? And Mitch was telling me, our photographer guy, he ran out with the camera because he follows us onto the stage and he was watching everything. And then as he looked up, you can actually hear it in like the footage. He just goes, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like, we didn't expect any of it. Like yeah, even just being being able to go over was the, oh, the huge blessing. Like, it's but I mean, you dudes are killing it. Like the single you just dropped, Famous, is fucking sick. It's a big song. Like you guys, you're doing it right. You're putting yourself in every position to play a fucking a good festival like that and have a good turnout from fans yeah. like it's not like you fucking haven't released anything or you guys aren't active or the shows you play aren't fucking good like the last one with Baker Zeddy was fucking dope Thank you. you guys hung around fucking hung with the fans in the audience till it was fucking done till we left yep. like they're all the little things you do yeah and if I can and it's sick that now you're playing fucking monsters yeah <laughs> yeah that that's like oh um I take that down to like when we were coming up in small bands and like seeing bands that we loved they were doing that stuff and yeah if we got the opportunity to speak to someone from Newfound Glory or something like that. Yeah, oh, that's a funny. I got, a fun, I got a funny story for you. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Two actually. Um, like that'd be cool. Like if you could just say hi to them. Like and you saying hi to them first is big for them. But like if, oh, if for the, the kid, if, yeah, yeah. If someone 100%. from like if Tom DeLong goes, hey man, did you enjoy the show? I'd yeah. be like, yeah. <laughs> like, so like, and taking away like their doubt of like, oh, I don't want to go talk to them kind yep. of thing. Like. That's yep. a big thing. Like, cause to me, I'm just me. Like, I'm just a dude. Like who gets to play a fucking cool festival yeah, and yeah. shouldn't be there. Backstage <laughs> yeah. that you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, a funny story though. When we played that first day at, at Slam Dunk, we got to like third last song in the set and we're playing and there's a break and Jake sings a line and we all come back in. And as he sings this line, we go to come back in. Jamie does the drum fill, hits the cymbals when we're supposed to come back in. No power on stage. <laughs> And we're just like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> Everyone, and then, but the crowd sings the chorus, which is the last chorus of the song. And me and Jake, like, just like, well, there's no power and they're singing. Let's fucking sing along. Oh, I saw the video. Off, we jump off. Yeah, there's a video. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was insane. Sweet. So that was that. Yeah. So what happened was the stage manager tripped over the mains power backstage. <laughs> no. Didn't know that he pulled it out. And, um, Good guy, I think. Uh, Your tour manager? No, no, no. That's just like the slam dunk stage guy. The, okay. guy. the guy who manages the stage. He's like, oh, they're doing a sing-along part. That's sick. This is sick. This set's really cool. And he's like, this has gone for 20 seconds. How long are they doing this for? And then he turns around and sees the power. He's like, oh, fuck. I fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> Plugs it back in, like apologizes later. Like, dude, that was the best thing that could have happened in our no set. No like, shit. Yeah. 700 people like singing along to our song. Is Fucking insane. A. Yeah. You love that was those, probably the like, biggest. The accidents best. just. That just somehow makes things somehow yep. and, and like we rolled with the punches. Like, shit. But yep. now do you think like that you would ever use a similar sort of thing in another show? Would you would you stop at that same place or we actually talked about it like should we just stop tomorrow? Yeah. Should we just stop the song and but like we didn't. Maybe a different cool. chorus. It's worked, it worked <laughs> yeah. for that one time. Yeah. But we'll definitely use the idea. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It sparks the idea. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. Like there's definitely choruses where it could work. Yeah. 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 Yep. And when done, like, because we've done this kind of analyzing and pulling apart live videos of bands for artist coaching, there's you watch some bands like the Hoods. Back in the day, they used to do it. I have to feel a lot better now, um, just because now they play stadiums. It's kind of hard to be that fucking yeah. um, interactive with fucking eighty thousand cunts. But when they were playing, yeah, but that's um, that's the trick, though. Like, if you yeah, if you can make if you it can make arena, eighty thousand people feel like that, like, into Billy, like Green Day. He makes fucking yeah. sixty thousand feel intimate. Yeah, yeah. like he does club show, club show, Yeah, like when you can do that, if you like, yeah, if you can do that, fuck, that's like your next level. Yeah, Throwing yeah. some fucking pyrotechnics. I feel like the the us stepping off the stage and at that time going down to the barrier made that same thing because at our live shows we love we're like we're not a big band, 
At the moment, we're playing like 300. You're pretty big. So. You've been hitting the gym hey, recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got no, I got no comment back for that. Anyway, <laughs> it's a good one, though. Um, the people are there. Like your, your stages aren't sometimes you're playing floor shows and all that stuff. So, like, we're at that level, but then we had to like quickly adapt to that. And the fact that that, like, we can still do that from the stage, but us getting down off the barrier, not knowing what to do at that point, yeah. put a thing in our head, like, maybe just go and approach the barrier more. The next state, the, the next song, I jumped off the barrier and crowd surf while playing the song. I was yeah. like, fuck it. Like, like, there's nothing, there's no difference between me yeah. and you. Like, I'm just lucky enough to play a song in front of you and yeah, you yeah, like yeah. that song. Like, yeah. Like, it's a cool way of looking at it. If, if, if I was watching any band yeah. that I loved, and they came off off the stage, like it's a you'd cool have that experience. exact like, same oh, feeling. And then you yeah. tell your friends, you're like, like that's like. And uh, I'm about to tell you about one of those times that I saw a band do that. So, um, when I was in LA, I went to a festival. It's called Fuck Yeah Fest. It was so sick. It's a dope name. It was like Descendants, fucking Weaker Than's, like Simeon Mobile Disco. It was huge. It was a big. It was a big festival mm. in in like San Bernardino, which is about half an hour train trip from LA. From from Hollywood. Um, and, yeah, I saw Kid Dynamite there and that was like a reunion show, once-off gig. And, oh, they did like maybe a small tour around it, I think. Um, and like one of my bands like growing up like that I just absolutely loved. And I was like they were around for like three or four years in total and they only released two albums. Mm. I, was, I, was, I was like resigned to the fact that I was never going to see this band again. Yeah. <laughs> so then when me and my friend were in um, America and we were looking up what gigs we could go to and stuff and that and Kid Dynamite, I was like, man, 100% we're going. So we went and saw them. They played on a side stage and there was probably like 200, 300 people watching and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And the singer was like, I've got videos of it. He was just like, man, I'm just so amped and I'm just not used to festival shows. He's like second or third song and he's like, I'm just coming down. He like jumped down in front of the barrier and just stood in between the stage and the barrier for the rest of the set. He's like, I have to be close to people. Yeah. I can't I can't be on stage. I can't do that. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel right for me. So he just spent the whole gig oh shit, sorry. Ooh, he spent the whole gig in between the stage <laughs> and the barrier just like running up and down and just like singing with people That's in the sick. crowd. Yes, yeah, so sick. If you, yeah, if you can do interaction without that, like, that's a good skill. Yeah. Like watching bands like like Billy Joe, like, not having to get off the stage, but they have a massive runway. Oh, like, that's yeah. yeah. But like, he's just a king. He can like, just yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. And then even on that, what are you saying for like hanging around um, and engaging with fans? One dude's J Five, Jurassic Five, hip hop group. Yep. Been around for years. Like these are early fucking nineties. They would have fucking started mm. dropping stuff. One of the things that they did did touring was every fucking show ever, like 20 plus years, they would hang around and sign autographs and take photos with anyone in the venue. They would be the last to leave the venue every fucking show. Yeah. It's like, and these dudes have a known and respected for like their touring capabilities because yeah. they do shit like that. There's, like they've never it's been- It's about the fans. It's, a, yeah. it's not about yeah. them. It's yep. not about wanting to have fun on tour. It's about yep. what can we give back, back. to the people yeah. that yeah. want to come and see us. There's a band that we toured like, like that, a band called The Main, and every night they would just come like- Ten minutes after they played, they'd like change their shirt or whatever, come up, come out, and they would hang out. We'd be loading out. They'd be still hanging out with their um, fans, taking photos, just talking, like catching up, work, catching right? up because people come back to shows like, "Hey, yeah. we met this." Like, yeah, I remember. Like, they remembered the fans. Yep. Like, yep. And that's the thing that I think we took away from that is like, I might forget a lot of people, but I remember faces. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but we hung yeah. out. Yeah, and that's and a lot of times yeah. being. Up front about this, like, hey, man, sorry, I'm bad with names. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude, I meet a lot of people. But, but I remember you. I just forget yeah. the, you, your name. It's so it's so funny that you mentioned that because if you are a full-time band, that's your work. That's your job. Yep. So if you look at it's it that way, you know, you know, it's fun. It's fun work. It's, it's, fun, yeah. it's, it's a, a fun it's, job. It's, a it's like the best job in the world. to have. It's yeah. the yeah. best in the world. <laughs> but you can still think about it in that way. It's like okay, you know, my gig, my set only goes for an hour, half an hour, whatever it goes for. But if I was at work, I'd be at work for an eight-hour day. Mm-hmm. You know, so why not while I'm on tour? I don't get paid just, for four hours to drink beers at work though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is and the talk, thing. And, just talk to and, people. And, yeah. and totally. And that's the thing. Like if you think about it in that way, it's like I could be backstage. I could be going out and going to a club after, you know, whatever. I could be mm-hmm. – or I could be giving back to the people that have yep. – T- spent their hard-earned money, sometimes money that they don't have. Yep. Um, These days, and- festivals do fucking payment plans, man. Dude, That's how pricey they're there was, 
people in the US when we went last year that drove two hours and they saw us play one song because they got there late because the set times were posted mm. wrong. No shit. And then they See, bought all you the guys merch should, and we you, hung out with them. You guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Send them out some fucking merch. Yeah. Well, they they get all like, of their home addresses. Yeah. <laughs> Once a year, just go, hey, fuck, dude, don't show anyone. Here's a fucking demo we got and here's yeah. a fucking free T-shirt. <laughs> it's all about just staying in contact with them. People message us. We're like, yeah, we're, like, they're like, do you have new music? We're like, we're always working on new music. Like, we can give you rough times, but we don't know. But like, just having that, like, open communication with them. Like, yep. even if it's like they message you on Facebook, like, Hey, really like your music. Thanks for doing it. Just writing back, thank you so much for supporting us. Yep. Means a lot to someone like, oh, they said thank you. Like mm-hmm. definitely they actually read it. Like it's a yeah. Definitely it's crazy. Yep. yep. Let's um let's kind of discuss the good and bad things about tour. Like we've obviously we've covered a couple of them, but <laughs> let's talk about like the effects. If if I guess kind of the point of this podcast for us is to be sharing our experiences and what we know and you know, our experiences with things that we've done, certain things that have happened in our lives, in our music careers and how we can give back. That's kind of how I look at it. But, um, you know, if you have never toured before, what would you say are some things that you can expect from tour, good or bad? Hotel checkouts. Hotel, mate, you got hotels? Fuck yeah, I've never stayed in a hotel. Oh, we stayed in the motel once. Oh, man. Oh, so <laughs> that was awesome. That was, Fuck, a, we that was a, a good and... We had yeah, that was a good night. Nah. We had, yeah. we had yeah. Mercedes you, convertibles <laughs> driving down to the fucking, to Woolongatta. One of my favourite cool things. That Canberra, oh, you weren't on that gig. That was no. funny. Right? One of my um, favourite things on tour is meeting new people and you don't have a place to stay and just staying at the show or at merch, like uh, any chance someone could put us up because we don't want to sleep in our van tonight. Like we'll sleep on your garage concrete floor. Like, and then meeting new people that way, that's like a, Oh, it's the best. It's one of the coolest things I know. Meeting and the other bands is awesome. Yeah. Like mm. I, that's one of my things that I love about tour. Like tour is expensive. It's it takes a lot of time. You're driving for hours. You're flying. You're spending money. Whatever. But the the meeting of people and just making new friends. And honestly, there's still people that like I talk to on a regular basis from interstate and like mm. and just making new friends. Like you wouldn't have met Mitch, um, who takes photos and videos for you guys but now if, if you, you didn't go on tour. Yeah. And that's the best thing. It's just like you're, you're – and and this is the problem with a lot of music scenes is that the, the bands don't interact the way that they could and, you know, th- that's the best thing that I can get out of tour is hanging out with other bands and, you know, just drawing from each other's experience and mm-hmm. making friends. Like that Maybe. playbook tour that you came on was I've, the, I've the absolute – Best to a best, like one of the best things I've ever done. And that party that we had at the end of it, where all of the bands just hung out, like everyone on that tour. Like I've stayed at people's houses interstate, like because of that tour. Mm -hmm. Like that, the only reason I've been able to go and stay and not pay for accommodation is because of one tour I decided to go drink beers on with these guys. (laughs) He was our party manager. You can come in the van. But just get to Brisbane. I was like, yeah, you're our party manager. It was a fucking (laughs) deal. Best. Um, for I ended up, for ended nine up, out of 11 shows, I think you were yeah. our party manager. Was and the then best. one show, like, um, Sadies couldn't play, like, couldn't play because their singer was at, and I was just like, eh, give me the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It was like, it's just, it was Basilites. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> the best thing about tour is, is, and then you met Benji. A good time. Like, yeah. That's how you met Benji. Yeah, that's how I met, and that's how Bukowski started pretty much. There you go. Yeah. So, like, the best thing about tour is meeting new people, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Obviously, playing shows, but like, if you're a young band, like, and you are just starting out, and you go and you mess, you find a, another local band from Sydney, and you say, "Hey, um, we want to come and play a show. Yeah, you, guys put, you guys want to put on a show, and we'll can we can support you guys, and then vice versa, we can bring you guys down, um, like in a month or so, and we can play a show and hang out. You guys can stay at our house, we can stay at your house, something like that. Yeah, and then they put on two other bands on that show. You can meet two other bands, make. Yep. That say every band has four people. You make yep. sixteen new friends in one yep. hit. Yep. See, that's they make sixteen new friends when they come down. You the next time they're in town, they might not be playing with you, but they can crash at your house. You can crash at their house. Yep. They might know someone who they'll introduce your band to. You might know someone. You just absolutely just, never know. You yeah. could make the best friend of your life. That's like, pr- and that's pretty much yeah how I got to where I am. Yeah, like which is funny you should say that because you guys is like that genre um, of band genre do that well mm-hmm. in hip hop. Touring isn't like isn't like that. Like it's not like if you go to another hip hop artist, I think there's just a lot more 
Bravado. Um, yeah. There's a lot more of like, if I was a Sydney artist and you're the Melbourne artist, you hit me up, you're like, hey, man, do you want to put up a show? A lot of the times you're usually like, why the fuck should I organize a show? You organize a show. You want to play it? It's like kind of that standoffish. You know, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like ego, like I'm better than you, but it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I see you. Oh, why should I help you yeah. with all my hard work kind of thing? Correct. It's very much like, I see you want to come up and play Sydney because I've got fans up here. You There's definitely it. bands like that in the scene. There's, for sure. But, but like you've got to find the band. You just got to keep messaging people. Like it's not going to be the first band you message. Some bands will be true. like, why am I going to help a little shitty band from Melbourne play a show? But that's how I met the first time we went to Sydney, mm. Stand Atlantic before they were Stand Atlantic. Yeah, what it's worth. Played a show with the spin set um, and me and Bonnie are still good friends and now we're signed to the same label. Like the world is a fucking weird place. You just got to find the right people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just comes back around. Yeah. It's just like in these weird ways that you just, you can't, and, and at the time that it happens, you never know that that's happening either. Exactly, yeah. Like, and we like True. had a... It's not going to be a clear identified path. Like no. you meet this person and you'll be playing Slam yep. Dunk Festival. I've been playing in bands since I was like 16. And yep. Yep. the first time I saw any movement was when we joined, like started, like we're in the band together. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe this is like something. something and then you can actually And do. then fucking like eight years after that, yep. I was like at Slam Dunk just thinking, How? holding a bass, going, looking at the bass going... The only reason I'm here is because a guy in high school said bass was for girls. So I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, my girlfriend at the time found this ad that said pop punk band looking for a bassist. Yep. Met Stu, played shows with this other guy. I uh, was coined in the name Bassy. You did? Thank you. Yeah, Thank well, you very just, much. Even for those watching, I only found out earlier today his last name isn't actually bass. So <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> he was like, call me James. I'm like, fuck, that's a boring name. Like, <laughs> Use James. You should have seen what I So put. now everyone knows him as he Bassy. Ga- he gave us a, um, was very nice enough to give us a testimonial. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should have seen what the original name was. It was James. What was it? What, I don't know what you put it. I think it was like James Bass. James Bass. James Bass. James Bassy Bass. But even getting yeah. back to that point, I think you're so fucking right, man. A lot of people look for this fucking path of they're like, oh, I need to meet this person, and then that's going to open this door, and, this, and it just doesn't. If I give my demo to this person. Yep. This. I've been down that path. Everything. We went to a show, uh, Goldfinger, yeah, uh, Real Big Fish, Zebrahead. Well, you're going to the strip and isn't going to a I show. I almost killed John Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, threw man. A CD. The whole crowd is, is like, oh, I'll throw a CD. No, it was Zebrahead. I'll pick it up. It was Zebrahead. No, it was John Feldman. I did I've got d- this video of it. No. And then and almost hit Ali in the head. You Maybe you threw no. two because I remember one went up and it went up like a boomerang. Straight up. <laughs> And then it came down the back of his head. And it was definitely John Feldman because Mark Herrera was on oh, stage, yeah. I remember, because Mark yeah, Herrera yeah. was playing bass. No, because we gave him, we gave John Feldman one after the set at, when oh. he was hanging out at the merch desk. I gave one to Mark Herrera as well. But the Dude. funny thing, yeah, there's video of Zebra Head playing but that didn't set. didn't work. Like that band wasn't the one, you know what I mean? Like the and Correct. I, yeah. And like there's, a, there's footage of Ali from Zebra Head going, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> 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 it's fucking funny. Yeah. But it yeah, I threw it a bit too hard probably. Anyway. Got a little excited on the yeah. uh, on the Brucey, did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, even like saying that, telling your story, like I look back in the path for like me to get here, and all of it's like crazy. It's like I there was a job up like working on the turbines, which I was super fucking comfortable in that I loved, paid fucking well. Like it took fucking getting fired from that and fucking like going through this car crash and ended up back in fucking <laughs> Melbourne that I even linked up with Zul, um, who I didn't fucking know. I was drinking beers at a pub down the road i started djing in south australia these dudes just happened to be talking they're like we're two mcs we're looking for a dj i'm like i don't have a job anymore i got fucking time and i've started <laughs> djing he just happened to live fucking you know a street away from me and for like three years we were just joined at the hip and it was mm-hmm. like it takes all this like almost getting pulled off the path so far to find the path mm-hmm. yeah but a lot of people um miss those opportunities because they're so stuck on oh man now i've got to, got, to, got to do this and this is the yeah. path this is yeah. how it is when it's um yeah it's fucking funny looking back connecting the dots of how you get to where you get to yeah just being open to shit and i like yeah. i can probably say that every single person that has gotten to where they are is either due to hard work or coincidence they're probably yeah. like and combination of both yeah and, and a combination both, both yeah yeah 100% so, yeah. 
Opportunity is just hard work meets preparation. Yeah. Put yeah. yourself in the right position for long enough and fuck, that dude yeah. who's playing on stage is going to see that CD or his tour manager is going to be bored the next day and fucking he's still going to have that CD in his backpack and they put well, it in the tour the, band. I um, remember how Chris Rowe from the Ataris, how the Ataris got signed to um, their label was the basis from Joe uh, from the Vandals, Joe. He owned a, he owned a label called Nitro Records. No, that was um, Dexter's. Anyway, he <laughs> took a demo CD of the Ataris and just gave it to Joe from the Vandals. It could be, definitely be that easy. And it, can it can be that easy and that might take, be the path yeah. that – and, you know, you might go, I'm going to give this person a, a demo and they're going to sign me and but it might it's not, work it's but it's not just so – discounting how good the songs were on that demo because he would have put that CD and gone, holy shit, we need to sign this band and yeah, put exactly. this record out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to be but, like – yeah, you, there's still hard work in any – like hard work, luck is the product of hard work. Yeah. Like yep. You can work as hard as you can, yep. as hard as you can, and eventually someone will see. Someone will definitely see. And I think that- Even th- if you break, sorry, even yeah, if no, you no. like stop writing music, you could release like an album and then it couldn't be found like 10, five, years, ten later. years later and someone's yep. like, how these did no one know about this? Bad, man. Especially <laughs> yep. with distri- digital yep. distribution these days. Yeah. What I was going to say on that is like you, the hard work is where you learn things though. And yep. that's not to be discounted as well. Like- you know, all of the times that you're working your ass off, like there's video footage of me and you sitting at Trav's house burning CDs of spin set demos because we were like, we're not paying for anything just yet. They're just demos. We want people to hear these songs. They're not that good. Well, they're not that polished. But we, really we think like they're them. good enough. Yeah. You know, people might like these. Let's burn 100, 200 demo CDs. And we just gave them out at shows. And we also and went to like the city and just handed them out in Berkshire. Correct. Mall. And that's, Sick. But that's learning <laughs> though. That you're, we're learning yeah. at that time that that hard work pays off for something else. And if we didn't do that, we might not be where we are now. So the, the hard work is where all the learning happens. And oh, definitely. And it also just teaches you that little bit about yourself. There's like, fuck you. I can fucking find that gear when I need to. Like if, you, if I need to go in public and hand my shit out, to randoms to get me to where I want to be. Mm. I know I've got it within me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember walking through Burke Street Mall <clears throat> and seeing this chick playing guitar. Like one person playing guitar, drum tracks playing. She like programs everything, then sings her song and then keeps going. And I'm like, this chick's incredible. Like surely she's signed. Yeah, I know where this is Go going. Go on yeah, Facebook so do I. and I see her page and I'm like, 3,000 likes? I'm like, surely not. Like yeah. five, five months later, Tash Sultana yeah. blows up on yep. the radio. And I'm yeah. just like, I knew it. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. Like, she just kept grinding and grinding <laughs> yeah. and grinding. And like, yep. Eventually, like, people see the talent. It, it, if it takes like 10 years, it takes 10 years. Like, yep, there's definitely. no path. But like, and her aunt, Samantha's come through you a fair bit and yep. she'll tell you about that journey and everything like that. And exactly like that. She's fucking blown. Look at her. Now she's huge. She has yeah. a billboard in fucking Times Square in New York. She like, saw that Margaret Court, I'm pretty sure, like three times. Yeah. yeah. Saw that Sydney Mind Tour. Yeah. Yeah. I know, like, there's there's so many stories of that, the bands that have, you know, I remember hearing back, 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 Good Charlotte or a band for five years before they even released their first album. Mm. Like, and their first demo was Little Things and that was on their first album and they'd been a band for five years before that song. Like, That NFL you know, you Madden to, game cracked them work. big time, I reckon. It did, yeah. It's definitely different it helped, now. But like, for sure, you can get found or like chucked on a playlist and people find out about you. It's definitely a different ballgame, but still hard work is there. Like for a band, like touring like is essential, I think, still. It's good for relationship building. Mm. The the thing that – well, I think we can probably go into this a little yeah, bit more is get... like what touring is good for because yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do these days that you weren't able to do five, ten years ago that touring – allowed you to do that these days isn't as necessary because of YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff that like now you, know, you can legally buy your weed in LA. You don't <laughs> you don't have to get your security or tour manager to get it for you. Yeah, exactly. Um you just need to go to the fake doctor and the computer. And yeah. You just need it. to go down to your local dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Getting back to it. Touring yeah. <laughs> is good for drugs, they yeah. say. Yeah. I don't do drugs. For some people. Because nah, drugs are bad. Um what like these days? These days, obviously, the networking is probably the most important part about touring. Is is meeting people, mm-hmm. learning things about yourself, learning things about your band. Um, they're all the positives. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, the negatives in my eyes are spending a lot of money. If you haven't planned for tour mm-hmm. correctly, 
then you're going to lose money. Like even if you have planned properly, you're going to lose money. I would bank on losing money all the time. Yep. Like there's don't – if you think about going into touring and think you're going to make money, you're not going to like touring. No. Ever. But it's, Yeah. And again, that's mis- – Still like, not making I, money. I look at that Still as mis- not misusing. Nah, no way. <laughs> yeah. Misusing what it, what it is. Like yeah. touring – these are all the prices and shit have gone up. Touring isn't there Even- – to yeah. make you your money, that it's generates marketing. awareness that you use for other stuff yeah. and you're clever about it. Until you, you get to a certain point, for sure. Like Nickelback are definitely making money off well, that. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> in the UK, they're not. <laughs> really? Not in the UK? I feel like they're pretty massive. Did, didn't, didn't the internet ban them or put in? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing that. But yeah, um, I mean, like, there's definitely a point where, like, in the 80s, touring was a big money making way to make money, especially like after selling records. Like, but it's definitely building awareness. Like you put two bands on a tour. Tour. Blink-182, Little Wayne, Neck Deep is about to happen in somewhere in the US. Yep. Mm-hmm. Neck Deep. Little Wayne fans never heard of Neck Deep. Yep. Probably. Most likely. Correct. Some of them probably have never heard of Blink-182. Some of them probably never heard of Blink-182. Some of them. But across those crowds, say what? 20, 30,000 people going to that, yeah, that a tour. Yeah, percentage right? of know, people. Maybe. Yep. Even if it's like 5,000. Whatever. Ten percent of that crowd will at least check out all the be- like the other Correct. two bands. Yep. But yeah, see, like- I reckon, no, nah, you're hundred percent right. I reckon we're only just starting to touch on the time where that happens, though. Like where one different crowds of different genres are happy to kind of assimilate with a varied bill. For and sure. I think even uh, Travis Barker ties in through all of that. For sure. Like when Travis started drumming on hip hop tracks, and he kind of ties this whole big fucking whack genres together. For sure. But um, I definitely, sorry. Are you- uh, so, but then what I was going to say is these <laughs> days, I think just because of how the industry's changed and how we engage and consume music is different, these days a lot of people are used to putting on a playlist and you can go, like you just put on, if I put on a playlist, well, I'm fucked up, so I listen to the same yeah. shit. But <laughs> most people- have heard fucking story so far. Uh, shut up, Steve. I've heard you had one song at the gym for like Yeah, it's your, it's your track. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these days through playlists and Spotify, people are very yeah. used to genre hopping, whereas they weren't that comfortable, say, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like punks would listen to punk shit, hip hop would in their circles. There's very much those clicks. Mm. Now through Spotify's and just the internet, people are happy going from pop to pop to, oh man, here's some UK to here's some pop punk. Like sure. they're used to it being not just in defined by one genre. Yeah, but, and I think now that's crossing over into crowds of that size yeah. are happy to see varied builds and they're like, oh, why the fuck would I see Lil Wayne when Blink is playing it? Where it's like, now they're like, okay, cool, I get it. There's different bands playing together. Sweet, this yes, is now a thing. For sure. A but lot of people. I definitely still- like breaking it down even smaller than that. Like to back to what we said before, like you bring a band to like from Sydney to Melbourne, like they your fans see them, they take you to Sydney, their fans see you. 10% of that crowd might check you out, like yep. more than likely. Um, the only reason we went to the US last year is because the guitarist in the headlining band liked our record. And he told his booking agents, like, I want that band on that tour because I want to hear that record every night. No shit, there like, you go. No, no other reason. He's just like, I want to hear Dope. I want to hear those Sick. songs. And it's a band that we all loved. Like, it was insane for us. Like, Sick. And then the bottom line behind all that is your product's got to be good. Yeah. Like, you can do all the other little bits in place and if your fucking product is good, like... There's definitely times when it's not good and you can still go on tour, but... Def- definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the less... There's I was still this, benefits from it. Yeah. yeah. I was having this chat with someone recently. Like, he was, he was like, at the end of the day, just write a fucking good track. Like, if you write a genuine good track, you know, that fucking changes easier people. Easier said than done. Correct. Easier said than done. Yes. But it's like, if you have that gold track, all the marketing, PR, tour, everything else can kind of... Not fall behind, but it doesn't have to be as on point as if the track's lacking a little bit. Yes. Like some of the hip-hop we used to make, DIY, was just fun party hip-hop. We didn't have a message. We weren't preaching anything. It was like house party fun shit. But because we didn't really speak about anything and we didn't fucking, we weren't pulling on any emotional strings and shit. It was just good times. Then all of a sudden you've got to make sure, fuck, have your cover art on point, your socials have to be on point, your media, Mm -hmm. your rollout's got to be there because they're almost isn't quite this substance yeah. with the fucking tracks. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah, that balance game. And again, so if you guys have a fucking album that someone hit, hits and they like, and I mean, I listen to shit and repeat, so it's like it makes it easier for yourself to put in a position where you're going to fucking win out of, Yeah, if you get what I'm saying. Sure. One thing you have to be prepared for about touring is when you're jamming with your band at home, you may not be as close as you think you are. Oh, yeah. But touring will definitely bring 
make you closer or make you hate each other. Mm. I think it'll it, spo- it'll expose things. Yeah, yeah 100%. It'll, it'll expose underlying cracks. And if you guys can um, work past it, yep, communicate, embrace each other, for embrace it for what it is. If you can handle me at my worst, you, you deserve me at my best. That saying <laughs> comes true on tour. <laughs> but it's 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 funny though because I think you see the extremes of everyone, and it's like going on a holiday with someone that you've never been on a holiday mm. with. You know, you're in close quarters with them. You fucking smell here all of the like things that you, you wouldn't smell. have before mm-hmm. you definitely like, smell here and see things that you didn't think yeah 100 i have been naked more times around my band i think than my girlfriend yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah and like and if you're cool with it then it's fine but if you're someone that you know i would say if you're someone that even it's so broad but gets offended easily then you're probably not going to have a good time on tour I don't know. I feel like mm. tours some somewhere that you let your hair down. Yeah, you know, you kind of learn things about people that you didn't expect might come out of their mouth. Or, but you, but you still need you know, to like respect your your bandmates and all that. Like, because you could still do that stuff maybe when they're not in the room. Totally. Like, if someone gets really annoyed when you, I don't know, speak about something or do some do yeah. some certain activity, whatever. Yeah. Like mm. you still need to respect you because you guys are stuck in the van for five, like mm-hmm. five of you are stuck in the van for a week, a month, a weekend, whatever. Yeah. And if you can't yep. be, if you can't like take that for a weekend or, the, or they've said to you, like, maybe can you please not do that yeah, like, yeah, while yeah. I'm around? Like, yeah, you've got to care 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like if someone's like, oh man, dude, I don't fucking, I don't like smoking pot. And then you're constantly blazing joints in the fucking van behind, like something's in their good. face. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's take. You can be. You don't like it. You don't like it. Well, you're in two with me, so you're gonna deal with it. <laughs> so yeah, go you, to sleep. You don't right, have we'll to advertise to it or push people's yeah. buttons, but I think yeah, it definitely does um, expose it. And back to what Stu was saying before the podcast, like, like the more clear and good communication. Um, you guys have with each other. Yeah. A lot of the stupid bullshit, which a lot of the arguments kind of do get around because you're fucking tired and mm-hmm. some cunt's fucking yelling at the sound dude because last night went shit and now he's trying to organize tonight and then this dude's fucking angry because he hasn't spoken to this person. Like there's all these different weird threads totally. going mm-hmm. out um, that if you can just communicate through that and yeah. separate the you bullshit. You have to be from, able to and like, dude, this is why awareness. I'm fucking upset. Yeah, it's yeah. better totally. than holding it in for however long you can and then just exploding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Especially sure. on tour because there's usually fucking drugs and alcohol involved, at least alcohol, like a yeah. lot of bands fucking Alcohol is the first thing you get for free as well. Yeah, exactly. Like even just a touring band is the first thing they're going to give you. Yeah. So if you do have those underlying communication issues or, you know, it's yeah, just going to You, you have it. to have self-awareness enough to be like, this is how I'm feeling, but this is why I'm feeling it. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you, if, you can't, if you can't have the knowledge that, uh, you know, I haven't slept for, you know, 20 hours – and that's why I'm pissed. If you don't have that self-awareness, then you need to work on that. That's something that you yeah. need to be able to go, okay, I know that I'm not going to be able to get, in, get get the sleep that I normally would. I know I'm not going to sleep in a comfy bed. I know I'm going to be around stinky people that talk too much and piss me off, but they're my mates. So how – and, yeah, I think you made a good point. There's a back and forth because – you have to be able to willing to be willing to put up with people doing annoying shit, but yeah. at the same time, you the, the people that are doing the annoying shit have to be able to know what the limit is and know when to not step over those yeah. boundaries mm. because what they're doing is one showing a lack of respect, but also they're potentially causing worse issues by pushing those boundaries and being an annoying cunt. Like, you know, so there's a balance. There's a, there's a balance, you know. And even as you're saying that, I think um, a comparison that drew to me is it's like any good relationship, whether it's a fucking friend, platonic with a partner, like it's a two way street. Yeah. And as soon as that two way street is out of balance, as soon as someone else feels like they're giving more than they're receiving, like yeah. if mm-hmm. it's like if, you know, if sure. I was just called Stuart Cunt, it's like, oh, cool. He probably isn't going to get offended because he'd know if when he needs it, whatever's going down, like I'm going to have his back. So yeah. calling him a cunt superficially probably isn't a big deal. If there comes a point where it's like, oh man, I consistently see you not having my back when I need it and, it, you know, you don't have my interests out then it's not a two-way street yeah, sure. and that's when that imbalance imbalance. And we've talked about it as well. Being late to things yeah, is man. a big deal. And, and, I, and I, it's I, such a seemingly small thing that 
and it's it kills like, me. Yeah. Even on the fucking, I'm just going to jump in, even on the fucking show, the little, the little Mosey show on the weekend, the support acts, um, dude, you came through here, relate. They rocked up like fucking 20 minutes before they're set. Like, not sound check, like before they're set. And I was sitting there with their managers as they were waiting for them and their phones are off. Super, And I'm just like, I was like, I feel make for it. you guys because they're, I'm in this. Yeah. I've but they're not going to make it. Correct. And then it's, it's like. Unless they learn another way. Unless like they being up. late in an industry when it takes nothing to be on time and that yeah. thing is so crucial because all it does is it tells that other person so fucking clearly it goes, <laughs> I value my time more than yours. Yeah. yeah. Why should I tell you if I'm late? You're going to wait there. You're going to be, what, why should I tell my tour manager if I'm late? You're yeah. going to be at soundcheck anyway, dude. You can't yeah, sell exactly. tickets without me. <laughs> it's like, guess what? That's, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. 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 Burning bridges. That, yeah, because yeah. there's five of you or however many, if it's two pieces. If it's, even if it's one artist, their manager's waiting on them. Like, Sound you tech. need to appreciate everyone in your team, especially your fans. Like if you're late, like you said, if your manager's waiting for you and people like promoters asking him, where the hell is this guy I'm paying $150 for, even if it's $150, even if it's I'm giving totally. free drinks Regardless. and accommodation yeah. for the guy who's staying at my house, like why isn't this band here? Yeah. They just said they were going down to the pub for a few drinks. Like if you don't appreciate that, that word's going to travel and be like, don't book this band. Yep. Hugely. Don't book this band. Like hugely. They didn't give a fuck about you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Word, word like that spreads so quickly. Yeah. And it's, it's a really simple thing, but it's such a like – it has such a profound effect. Yep. Like the the small thing that you think is small is mm -hmm. not, and and that's the the the, the lack of awareness. It's, it's just, probably that because they it's like the similar thought that every other band has thought that's like oh that's just a small thing. When um like I'd even look at it, do all the little things that you think are unimportant, the little thing, do all of them right, and because most bands fuck them up, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna totally. look super good. Like yeah. if you are early to every sound check and all your fucking shit's good, and you always have new batteries for your mics, or you bring your own wireless mics, you because know how you, to set your stuff up. You know how to do all the shit, and then you <laughs> respond to your difference. emails, and then you're proactive. So and you know, you care about the sound guy. Yeah, and you tell him, and you go, "Fuck, dude!" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Actually, we played a sorry. No, no, you we good. played a show in um. So we're in the states. We play a show in Brooklyn. <laughs> this I love Brooklyn. This is a hilarious Brooklyn. story. I love Brooklyn. The sound guy is setting us up. Um, takes about forty-five minutes after the main, like two headliners are doing the sound check, and for some reason he has to repatch the talkback mic, and it takes him forty-five minutes. Wow! And then he gets it done, and then he's like, "All right, I'm going to come down and set the stage up." Has like miking stuff up, and then he's talking to me. Nice guy, reeks of Jack Daniels or some kind of whiskey. Yeah. And we're just like, man, like we're not the headliners. Like I don't really care, but like yeah, as long as I get a line check, like it, the show will be fine. Like, yeah. And like after that, he's just like, all right, just play a song, play the song. And he's like, all right, sounds good. We didn't even check anything. He just said, play a song. We played a song. He's like, does it sound all right? And we're like, oh, can we get some more? And the fallback is like, all right, I got to go. And fucked off. And we're just like went to the – tour manager and we're like man i'm pretty sure that guy doesn't know like what he's doing mm. <laughs> like so they ended up sending the venue sent that guy home and then the touring sound guy from one of the other bands just Covered saved it. our asses like yeah literally went on like five minutes before we played he's just like this is a mess i have to quickly repatch everything because he was doing the headline band sound and he was going to do everyone else's uh, sound he's just like i'm put it where i had it and we'll just run because we're using the same back line cool and Why he's like, that's and really at the end of, at the end of our set, like before we played our last song, I'm like, dude, that guy, like just thanked him through the mic. Like that guy saved out this whole show tonight. Like buy him yep. a drink if you see him. Like, and he just said to me, that's the first time anyone's ever thanked me. No for shit. Doing sound. And I was just like, why? Good for yeah. you. Like, like the sound guy is, if there's no sound guy, there's no show. There's like a funny, there is no show. There's a funny analogy. Because the like, there's going to be a sound the whole guy. Music put their the whole up. music in, industry is like that though. Yeah. Like, and this is, there's this, there's this thing that comes to my mind. Mm. The thing that comes to my mind is anyone that you work with, if they're a dick, the worst thing that you can do is be a dick back to them. Yeah. Mm. You should kill them with kindness with the chance that they're going to be like, oh, they're actually nice. I'm going to do a good job for them. Yeah. Because – you being a dick back to them is only going to make them more of a dick. Yeah, stay So it's mate. like, it's like yeah, even off. if your sound guy's an asshole, like yeah. they're a jaded old fuck, who cares? Like they're going to be like, oh, why am I doing this today? Like 
when we used to play at the barley corn back in the day, <laughs> that sound guy was the biggest piece of shit ever. And like we gave it back to him because we we're playing in front of five people. So we didn't give a fuck. But, you know, anyone that is like, you know, jaded and just is sick of their life and, and just hates being where they are. It's like, how about you just like be a super nice person to them and that might change their opinion for that one night that they're doing their job, yeah. you know. And hey, even if it doesn't, if you, it st- doesn't you still haven't been a dick. Correct. They and might, that guy won't feel bad like, of you. The one thank you might be like, oh, yeah, that bass is a little bit too loud. I'll yeah, bring that down. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And, and you never like it could be that while that – you know, the dude in the room who knows that this sound dude is super jade and everyone fucking hates him and they just happen to overhear how nice you treated him and everything was fine. Yep. And then when he gets a call in three weeks going, hey, man, we need a support. Do you know any bands? You're just going to be the first one he calls. Like that's hey, that really shit nice through the other week. Yeah. Just chuck them on and give them another show. Like yeah. that's how shit really happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Like the word of mouth is probably the the best way someone can hear about your band. One, 100%. And if even someone, if you go into if someone online, outside the band is vouching for your band, you've co- done something right. Correct, 100%. And even if you tie that into online kind of marketing strategies, yeah. sharing something from your personal page is just online word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth is and will always be the king. Yeah. Because it's showing someone's going to vouch Respect. for you. And if you trust that person, you trust their, what they have to say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's how you make friends on tour. Like yeah. you just if, – if, if you up. rock up and – even if your songs aren't that good and the band know, like the, the band you're supporting or the band that you're playing with sees that you love what you're doing like and, you, and you're nice to them, like, you're like, those guys are sick. Those <laughs> yeah, guys are sick. On like, great yeah. people to have beers with, good to hang out with. Their songs aren't that good but like they're but not bad musicians. Yeah, but that could be the start of their journey yeah, as well. They, could, they can like they bring like their friends and their friends have fun. Like it's a fun show yep. and we just want to play fun shows. Yep. Like yep. let's just get them for another show. It'd be, yep. it'd be wild. Yep. Positivity yeah. is infectious. Yeah. And even now, I think we're, this one's probably gone on a little bit. Should we yeah. tie this up? Yeah, let's tie it up. Bass man, I want you to give us, um, what was the dopest fucking part about Slam Dunk? Like who, uh, I've got another meet? question after Who'd you this. meet? Well, I know you we're trying to tie it up. You can say that you. for <laughs> off air, Stu. No. Uh, nope. I won't. Nope. <laughs> Um, Bassman, what was to. the fucking coolest part about Slam Dunk? Like hanging out with fucking people who was it was it meeting people? Was it playing to the crowd? Give us, give us the example. What what was the best? The best, probably that story I told before. Like g- going in with no expect, like little to no expectation, feeling like you didn't want to be there, and then the did pow- you not want to be there? I mean, feeling didn't like you deserve. didn't belong there. Didn't Sorry, deserve. I did want to be there. Hundred percent, did want to be there. <laughs> Um, and then seeing the fruits of your labor, like we had, we've worked hard. Like we haven't been in a band for that long, but like before that, all of us had been in bands mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. Yep. except Jake, but he's young. So that's fine. Yep. <laughs> um, like we've been in a band for three years, but before that, all of us have been doing music at least for at least three to five years in bands. And um, being able to walk out and then our power gets cut in the set and us going, what the fuck's happening? And then the crowd singing the song out mm. and we're just on stage going, how? Like, <laughs> yeah, one, they know first, our words. First happened. how, yeah. thank you, why? Yeah. <laughs> you guys know there's other bands and playing. Yeah. <laughs> how, am, how do I deserve this? Yeah. Like just singing that in that whole moment, just going, like the show's happening and then at the end you're just like, well, I can, I can tell you. Happened. And then watching the videos back on, that actually happened. Like, I can tell you how was, you deserved it because yeah. you guys have worked hard. Yeah. Thank you. Like, but, but your whole life, yeah. not even just in the band, everything leads up to that point. And I think anyone that gets that deserves it to an extent. And like, you know, especially if you've put in the hard work and you try and you care, like a lot of people don't care. The people that care... I think mm. deserve it even more. So that's probably that's how. I have one more question. Go on. What's the best got, tour no. memory ever? Ever? Yeah. Well, Come on. this is a touring podcast. We can all do one. I got too many. Um, It'll only take a couple of minutes. Can you guys start? <laughs> I can go. Um, tour. For me, it was fucking Brobart. Um, or 
the church. The whole, the whole Tasmania, <laughs> like that whole yeah. thing was we because we brought a we had a crew what with about us. You fucking... It was Seth Century, Remy, us. What? Um, Seth Century. Yeah, um, and we brought an entourage <gasps> with guy, us. Is this guy famous? Yeah. And it was the first night. I just remember from rolling in, and we were like, "Fuck, we had no weed. Let's find someone to get high." <laughs> and we'd found someone who would listen to our shit. Like he had actually was a fan of Otis High. They're from Tassie, driven up to the show. Wow. We're like, sweet. Just remember it getting to like four in the morning, us being on ho- on the roof of the hotel. Like we climb out the window. We're just fucking Wait, where smoking. Where did you play? Um, you play the Brisbane? No, nah, and it was at Club 56 or something or? I yeah, that, that place. I yeah, there. Place. And then at the Sydney, at the Tasmanian Uni the next night. Oh, that's in Launceston, 54. Yes, yes. I played there. Yes, sick. So sick. And then they've got the accommodation attached to it. So we were in that hotel and then just meeting random people, dudes from Tasmania who actually listen to your tunes um, and we were just, well, you ended up on the roof of the hotel smoking joints with them till all hours. And you just, it was just those moments where you're like, fuck, man, this is sick. This yeah. is just Surely so sick. Surely you winning the Christian musical. That's one of your best. Did you tell the, did please tell me that you told the story of the church at that acceptance speech. Uh, <laughs> that would have been That would have been really funny. Um, mine, mine would have to be that, that playbook tour. Like I've got amazing memories from most of the tours. That one that we went to Sydney that you played guitar in, oh, that was fucking hilarious. Because like show. we just got so shit faced on the drive up to I, I was blind. We were drinking out of wine bottles. That was hilarious. But that tour that we had with the playbook that you were party manager, <laughs> party manager is a great best. tour. And that yeah, party that to cap it off, I think that even though I don't remember much from that party, <laughs> to cap off a tour, I remember it was just and like. Just playing with the sickest bands, like yeah, your way, man. You're waiting, go away, the drive, drive home, home, and satellites. So, like, yeah. just what a fun way to spend three weeks. I've yeah. heard about this fucking wrap up party so many times. It was a good one. Fucking wish oh, I was man. there. There's good. Anyway. There's some funny photos. I remember you playing "Swing Life Away." Like, and that was, oh, the, I was the last, oh, memory, the last memory. I don't I have remember of that. actually being. I don't track. know how I. The last memory I remember of that party is. Mitch Robinson found a fucking bow and arrow somewhere in the house, and then he was gonna shoot his brother. The Robinson, he was gonna, the the Robinson fight. They just kept brothers. wrestling because the, yeah, the guys from Sydney had to leave. And but like they wrestle for fun. Like it sounds like they're having the yeah. biggest argument, but they're just okay. bored. Yeah, yeah. But, but they they, they're violent wrestling. Yeah. though. like they're throwing each other into couches and it's shit. Great like, entertainment though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been I've been boys where that happens. Yeah, yeah. I got a few, a few. I think one was settled in. <laughs> that that tour, the first tour we actually did was memorable for me because it was when Spin I was like, one? yeah, when we went that, to Sydney. Yeah, that was good. That was cool. Um, that was cool. I feel like, but that was after we, we no, booked that. that. After playbook. Like I booked the show for that somehow, mm. and then we got to go to Sydney and play to people, and then the next day the show got canned because someone was skating <sighs> in the venue before, <laughs> that, and then they yeah. damaged something, and then we threw this makeshift show together, which was shit. It was but so bad. It was so much fun. Yeah. Like made friends from it. Um, a girl that I met at that was managing us for a little bit. Like managing between you and me. Between yeah. you and me for a little there bit, which is great. Like that connection. So they were still friends, which is awesome. Um, another one, I remember the first big tour between you and me got. Yep. And we're in Sydney with WithCon and I was just watching WithCon. And then I looked at the boys and I was just like, like I was never supposed to be part of this plan. Like this isn't my band. Like I just am lucky to be here. Like, and that has been like every other between you and me tour. Um, every time we like, there's a big show or like, I'm a little bit drunk or a little bit other things faded. <laughs> just uh, yeah. Just like embracing that. One of the funniest times on tour was in the US last year. We were in Boston, I think, somewhere. At some anytime fitness parked outside with our <laughs> RV because we used to like use Jamie's gym pass to go to anytime fitness and have showers. Can you go Ooh. worldwide? Worldwide, baby. No shit. No yeah. worldwide. No, that is a we're life hack. We're not, we're, we're not even from there. So if you take anything from this podcast, we're not, even, we're not even from there. So really, how are they going to find out five people use one pass? Anyway, totally. Um, we were in the car park and we had that sound guy, Dan. Um, yeah. He came with us in the RV because, like, I was, he was like, Sick of being in the van, and we had heaps of room. So, like, yep. and then we had all these leftover fireworks from Texas, <laughs> and we didn't check if they were illegal in Boston or whatever. So we get out of the van and we like, let's just get rid of them all. 
and it'll be done with and we don't have to deal with this shit anymore because we had like a mass, we spent like 150 US on fireworks when we got to Texas and we didn't use them except the massive one that we bought. So we're in this car park. It's wet. We're oh, I've all, seen the video of all this. running around barefoot and we have those sticks that shoot out balls yeah, and we're yeah, just yep. running around shooting each other with these. <laughs> and then we just see these massive bright lights come up and we're just like, fuck, someone's coming. Let's just get back to the van. Just put everything down. Just pretend like we're having a beer outside. Like surely it yeah. should be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's smoke anywhere. Beers. but You can drink not... beers near your, your van. Oh, that's right? the other thing. Your you open, open containers yeah, bigger than fireworks container up there. Outside. Cops get out. Dan is the only American with us. He's like, you guys talk. I am not talking. You guys are Australian. They will more than likely let yep. you off, but just him. They just, yep. Yeah, he's just like, all right. The guy gets out. He's like, boys. He's like, what's going on here? We're just like, nothing. Just having good fun. He's like, do you know fireworks are illegal? And we're like, oh, sorry, we didn't know. And he's like, where are you guys from? We're like Australia. He's like, can I see your ID? And like, gave me ID. He's like, he's like, all right. He's like, fireworks are illegal in Boston. So I'm going to let you off. Like, he's like, just pack it all up and get inside. You can't drink outside either. We're like, oh, dude, we're so sorry. We didn't know. Sheriff pulls up. Uh, Shit gets out. No. And she's just like, Tuesday night drinking beers and shooting fireworks, huh? <laughs> Sounds like my kind of Tuesday night. We're just like, oh, man. She's just like, where are you guys from? We're like, Australia. She's like, oh, I've never met Australians before. This is sick. And we all got a photo with the cops. That's so yeah, funny. And awesome. We're just like, this is crazy. And then we get inside and Dan, the town goes like, that is the fucking luckiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you guys are so lucky. <laughs> and that, like that time, like just thinking about that time and like being in Boston so far from home and and with the boys and a dude that we just met like two weeks yeah. before who does sound. Uh, that is it sums up tour. Yeah, the, the awesome. best things about tour. Yeah. Yep. It's like not getting away. Like we were just like we're probably going to cop a fine or something. Like for sure, we're shooting yeah, fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like but getting away. Scott not free. even the fact that he let us off. Just like the whole thing. I remember asking him if he would tase me and he's just like, you don't want that. I was like, all right, maybe not on wet ground. I'll probably die. Like, yeah, that was just That's like so acknowledging uh. that you're like, this isn't a normal thing. Yeah, like yeah. knowing all the time that this isn't a normal thing and how lucky you are because any at any point, like people can stop listening. Yeah. yeah. People can stop caring. So bad. 100%. Getting to do that. Nice. Touring is a blessing. Touring definitely even wrapping up, man, thanks for being here, Bassman. Yeah, um, one of the things I took away is exactly what you were just saying, man. Like, it's it's great to see someone appreciate, like, those little things when I guess a lot of people, when they get to the next level, they take it for granted. Um, but it's definitely super fucking good to hear you having these experiences like we all have, just going, fuck, man, how much of a you blessing is this to be here yeah. and just enjoying those little moments and not taking it for granted. Yeah, yeah. and I think, you like, to, to sum up as well, if you work hard, and put in the hours and, and yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice things. But if you want that life and you can do it, you can absolutely do it. And, you know, it takes time and, it, and it's hard work and takes a long time to get to, obviously, like you said, having the product, it helps, which you guys have. Thank I you. love your band. Um, you. And you guys are awesome live and shit. But, you know, hard work will get you there in a good attitude. So. Yeah, but thanks. Yeah. thanks if you need for help popping in, uh, booking shows and touring, just reach out. Like people yep. are always willing to help. If you want help, hundred percent. These guys and, can help. Um, I can help. Whatever. Yep. Twitter, Between Instagram, you and me, new shit. single, famous, famous, is yeah, out now. It's a big track. It is. it is a big track. With Bukowski's a big video new clip. single, "Till I'm Dead," which recorded. I mixed. Oh yeah, that here. was recorded here. <laughs> but both, both the bangers. Yep. Big songs. I enjoy both. Awesome. Thanks, Best man, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, boys. Bye. Peace.